We go. It's old school. Silver Background Podcast. It's your boy Big H. I got my brother Dre. Hello, hello, What's good? Tranquilo. My man. Triple C. Chilling. Yo. What's good, baby? Maintaining and chilling, bro. My peoples, we appreciate you. It's another week, another episode. We love you. Keep squares out the circle. Keep working hard. You heard? We got a special guest today. Not going to waste no time. We was on set with this brother. It goes back. He's the man of Baltimore. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, Baltimore Zone. Larry, what up? What up? What's up, baby? <laughs> what up, fellas? Yo, glad you came through, bro. Larry, what's up? It's, 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 been, a, it's been a minute. I it's been a minute. minute. Long overdue. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Thank y'all for having me. Nah, thanks for coming on, bro. Yeah, man. So please, for the viewers that don't know, please tell the world, who are you and where you from? All right, so um, my government name, because I ain't in no trouble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my government name is Larry Cottle, but um, the streets, the people, the, the creative force of things, they call me Larry What Up. Originally from uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, but I, I was raised here in Baltimore. I've been here. Shoot, I turned 44 this year. I've been here for 42 years. So. My man. I, I have a quick question. Cause like we're all from different, different places, place, right? Mm -hmm. right? How was it coming to Baltimore? Like, isn't this town just fucking? What's so unique about it's it? Like, it's like it's like it's weird, but it's like magic. It's like weird, think, but it's like, like don't you know how like when foreigners come to the United States and they mm -hmm. say Balt like the United States is the land of opportunity, the mm -hmm. land of the free. I feel like Baltimore is that, mm. right? Like you can come to Baltimore, and start your own business, get things rolling. You know, it's a lot of stuff stuff you can do, but then Baltimore right. is also one of those type of places where if you don't know somebody, you ain't getting in. Mm. Right? Okay. So there's two sides to the story. Right? Okay. That's how I look at it. I I feel like it's two sides of the story. Here. Okay. You have, you know, some people that's outside of that main circle, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm inside that main circle. Like, you're inside that main circle. Come on, Dre, you was on set. Do y'all know what he was doing? He walking around with the director all goddamn. Can I cuss on him? Go all goddamn. Of course. Day. All he was yo, yo. They'll be trying. They'll say, they'll ask him some some, some uh -huh. shit like this. Dre, do they put the handcuffs on like this? And Dre'll say, uh, yeah, nah, just doing like this. He's on set, just doing stuff like that. Stuff that he already do on the regular. Like it, I know that had to be the coolest shit though, bro. Like it had was to a be phenomenal like <laughs> once in a lifetime experience. Yeah, it, but it and I met so many top ass people like you. Yeah, you know, shout out to Thea, shout out to everybody. Like wow. everybody has been on the thing. I don't even want to say your name, right? All the names, but like everyone from like the truck drivers to the caterers, mm -hmm. and then like everybody just making it happen, like yourself. And I mean, I got a shout out to uh, Nikki P. Right, you know Nikki P. Nikki P. But yeah, Nikki P. The home. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I was just happy to be there. Yeah, man. I mean, like. For me, it was one of those things like um that was, so for instance, like you know how you got some people like I feel like I had my tenure was coming to a a, a halt, right? I've been doing PA work for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I start feeling like um the person that's looking out for everybody that I start saying the fuck up shit that was happening behind the scenes. And the last actually on We Own the City, it got ugly. You know what I'm saying? Really? Oh, we got ugly. I don't, I, Can't you, you elaborate a little bit? Oh, we got to elaborate. Dre, was you there that night? Yeah. Um, it depends. All right. So it we depends. have we have Park Heights. You had to be there. We, they wasn't there. sending us up the fucking Park Heights. I was Heights there. Locally. I don't know exactly All right, so what you're talking about. So we up Park Heights. And at the time, they had a, um, 
the the key PA, and it was two young ladies. They put them on a post way down. I'm talking about in Park Heights, but they put them away from where security was at, where police was at, and these young ladies started complaining. Um, earlier that during that time, and it's about two o'clock at night. We about to finish the last it was shot. Late. It was late. Nina Noble asked me if I could walk down and pull some cones. So I'm walking, pulling these cones. And the key PA, I get down to the end, is love. Love and another security. They trying to explain to the girls that security is not on set for the people. The security on set is for the equipment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let's yeah, let's get it. Don't get it twisted. They're not there for the people. They're for the protect their equipment. Right, they don't notice. They thinking, oh, there's no security standing. It's free reign. I could walk in. Yeah. So they end up, um, they complaining. They complaining. Bring the mic up a little bit. They They complaining. They they complaining. They complaining to love. So I come down, and I kind of diffuse the situation. So the key PA come down, and he like, what's going on? What's going on? And he come down, and I'm trying to explain to him. He say, Larry, shut the fuck up. It was not, it was not Dre. It was not nice. Dre. <laughs> I'm running from across the street. He coming from way across the street. Cause he hear me on the he hear me on the speaker. Cause at this point, when he tell me to shut the fuck up, I say, Who the fuck is you talking to, you crackhead bitch? Mm. I went off, bro. I went off. First and foremost, you in my community disrespecting me. You from fucking New York somewhere. And the whole time your bitch ass gonna get cracked every time we take a break. You know what I mean? So I lean on. Next thing you know, they everybody running to me. Like you, are you like? I'm going. I'm ham mad. But the reason why you know what I'm saying I had to do that, bro, because I I didn't care. I would have sacrificed that job because I started saying that yo, it's a systematic, uh, it's a system, and it's systematically set up how if you taught me how to PA, what I learned from you, I teach bro. Mm-hmm. What bro teach, he teach him. And it don't have to be, yo, be mean, be arrogant, be tough on these kids. You know what I'm saying? I felt like they were running the people away. A lot of the people that really wanted to be PAs, man, they didn't want to be it after they started being treated like that. So, like, after that situation, they started saying, like, I ain't get fired. Well, I think you pretty much had to teach him how to treat you. Come on, bro. Come on, like it, and that's first and foremost. Yeah, unfortunately, he's been talking to people like that for, for quite a long, long time now. Time. I so mean, he figured he can get away with that with time. you in any professional environment. Yeah, you don't talk like that. Yeah, he Dre, you know, you had to be high or something that day because I mean, no. I mean, this was a big day too, bro. Like we was up park, we was up Park Heights and Wally. You know where yes. the shopping center at? Where they it? Why we took over that entire thing? Yeah. And you up, you out here acting crazy. I'm like, so you got you got security, you got police, you got Dre, and then you got guys like me and a couple of other guys are like that know these guys in these communities, mm-hmm. right? So we like liaisons from the set to the community. You don't talk to the liaison like that. You know, so I could have got his head smashed. You know what I mean? But long story short, at the rap party, yo came to me, apologizing, hugging me. Before I even get out the car, he, yo, my bad, man, you know. It's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, as long as he did that, right? Huh? As long as he did that. 
you know? Yeah, my he thing was, and you, that, and we, that you solidifies that you were right. You wouldn't even know I walked into the rap party and we had a great fucking time. That was a, but you wouldn't have known. That was a wild uh, that was, <laughs> time. Yeah, so, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I just, I, I, so off of that, it kind of gave me way more than most motivation to just say, you know, like, if you're going to be on these sets, they got to be your set. Ooh, right? Okay. And I just turned around and just started doing, you know, my thing. You know, I, at the same time I was working on, um, We Own the City, I was working on um, my film, you know what I'm saying, More Than Hype Baltimore, right? So I would leave set, come to the office, or leave set, go film my that, stuff. That extra grind. Straight extra grind, right? And that was one of the things that kept me um kept me motivated because it was like, yo, I don't have to be here, right? Mm. I wanna be here. Because I feel like I wanna make sure that the people from the city get these opportunities. But if there ain't nobody in there like me fighting for them, then they're just gonna hire Lord Tony or Billy from Towson and uh Tammy from Towson, but they ain't going to Morgan. They not gonna go get, you know, no black kids to bring them on the set. Mm -hmm. And then they don't give us positions where we we running the show. Why are you in my town doing a story about my city and I don't see nobody black that look like me in leadership? Mm. That's a problem. I had a problem with that. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, go ahead, Joe. So, so like I had a situation like that. Well, I have to say this: being on that set was fucking magical. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Everyone there, for me, it was magic. Right, right. Like, seeing it happen, mm -hmm. everyone I've met, it was just, I still have very good, close relationships with everybody I met. Now, the thing that you're saying right now, I had a similar conversation with my daughter with the community where I live. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of Dominicans. I think there's only two Dominican families. Wow. Right. So, is it the community's fault, or is it the Dominicans' fault? You see what I'm saying? I, what I'm saying is this. I get it that there may not be a lot of like uh, black people that may not be. I think it's more so like we need to get to there. We need to be more qualified. So it's not it's it's a two way street. I get it. You, but are they are you denying qualified people? Now, if you're denying qualified people, then it's fucked up. Yeah, you know. Well, see, the thing is, I and what I found out. Or in are we qualified? And what I found out. My guys really didn't even know the system or how the structure of that shit was. Say, Say that what? again? I said qualification is opportunity. Because that's the same thing right. that I had with a big banker that was saying there are no qualified black and brown people. I said, but my question is, now that you know that, where are you going for that same opportunity when you started out in college and somebody gave you and you might have messed up 100,000 yeah, or 200? Exactly. It's the opportunity it's to get there. So, i I understand what you're saying, but I still think the opportunity has to be there for a person to get into those positions. Right. Okay. So when so now we talk about the opportunity, then that's marketing, right? That's promotion. Because like if if we don't say anything about we're filming, if we don't say there's a film in town looking for PAs or you know what I'm saying, like we wouldn't know the films ahead. I mean, I you think know. I think Thea does a phenomenal job. She do a phenomenal job Letting with it know casting. That. Big shout to Thea. But she's letting them know. Like, yeah, but she is. She's not the. She's not the promoter. Like she's not. not she's mm -hmm. not the person to get the word massively out. Right. Like, I feel like Baltimore has groups. So like, if you're in this group, you know about this. If you're in this group, you know about it. Yo, think about this, Dre. 
they filmed. I just seen somebody say, we just uh, wrapped the Linus. Yo, did you know like one time I seen them filming nowhere around here? I'm from, I'm Baltimore. Like I know everywhere in Baltimore. I'm not one time seen the Linus filming. I know they here. But where they at? Downtown. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, but for people, you know, when they doing the, when they doing the, uh, the promotions, we need extras doing this. It's not, it's not when they, um, when they started casting, it's, oh, we're going to be filming next week. Let's put up a promotion so we can see if we get some people. But, but, and I'm not, and you know, I'm, I'm just learning and I'm just knowing this from what I remember talking to, um, I don't want to throw his name. Um, we own the city hire like five thousand like yeah locals. so it was different so that's our that's love. so we own the city was different they, yeah they they, they cast it to five... that point a dope movie you don't you don't you don't film a Bronx Tale in Brooklyn because and never it, it, exactly you see what I'm saying it's two different areas it's two yeah, different yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah. you don't yeah, you, yeah. you gotta have that right. that 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 lingo that authentic it's like we you know saying, saying? We but I also a, see what you're saying it's like we filmed a commercial about Baltimore but we in D C casting right. So like for me, Lingo it never really everything. set right because I'm like, yo, we out here talking about this is a true Baltimore story, but the people that's in leadership don't look like me. They ain't never walked these streets, and the only reason they walk in these streets because they got drays and police and security, and they feel comfortable and they can just say what they want. But at the end of the day, I think it should. When you say opportunity, like, I mean, think about it. They gave one person the opportunity, D. Watkins. Right? D shout got out the, to D Watkins. Shout out to D Watkins. D beast, got the right. Beast. You know what I'm saying? And then shout out to Bird. Bird got some, you know, acting Bird, in there. Bird beast. got a little beast. But it Bird was did our commercial. It was different from We Own the City. We Own the City was a different beast. Yeah. I'm gonna be but honest. even y'all were saying that, bro. Like, yeah, it was a like, different beast. If they would have brought in other cops, y'all know what it is to like, to not even like, like how y'all police the streets, how y'all have conversations with people. Can you imagine them having police from Arizona coming in as a specialist saying, oh, yeah, policing is policing. You'd have been like, not in Baltimore. I think that's why Drake got his position, though, because they, being on set, they wouldn't make a move when it comes to the how police lock people up or whatever. Bro, I saw them say stuff like lapel pins, da-da-da. Like, you was like, yo, the the lingo for what y'all was saying at the time. You can't talk about Baltimore police unless you got official Baltimore officers. I mean, they did bring a couple guys from Jersey, and I was like, you don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were doing the tactics that so I'm like. I'm assuming, yeah, that's the feel that you're saying, right? Yeah, now. like they were doing yeah. the tactics of like even like arresting people. Because the first yeah. the, the first reason they come here to shoot these movies is because the taxes that they, the tax, uh, tax know, base. Yeah, that they get less. It costs less to film a movie here than New York, LA, and DC. Mm-hmm. Right? So they come here. But the city is a beautiful backdrop. It is. It is. It's a gorgeous it city. Like, better. You see it on camera, you're mm-hmm. like, damn, that looks good. Yeah. Especially the beautiful cobblestone and Phil's Point. Yeah. Like, you can't get that so nowhere much. else like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At a prime location. You can't find that nowhere. So has your passion always been in directing? Um, Take it back to the to, to the beginning. So I would say- Are you an East Side or West Side kid? I'm straight. So check it out. Yeah, when I, you when, I, there, when I migrated here, we migrated to Mount Street, West mm. Baltimore. All right? Um, Mount Norfolk Mount and Emerson and Mount, and then um, I Good remember district. when I was two years old, right? Cause Ted over there, mm-hmm. right? So I remember when I was two years old, my mom said we about to get this new spot, 
We got a pool in our backyard and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, really? Damn, that's really dope. She said that's why you was in North Carolina? No, we were already on Mount Street. Oh, okay. so you moved in when you was two? I came in Baltimore when I was two. So you're from here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? But I go back and forth. So she tell me this. I'm like, all right, so where we moving? She's like, Holland the Ridge. Y'all familiar with Holland the Ridge? You're probably familiar with Holland the Ridge, right? What is it? I'm thinking like, now, and we moved out there when it was new. So don't, don't judge me. Where is I'm it? I'm like, it's right here on Pulaski Highway. Not too far from, like, I passed it coming here. Holiday Ridge? It don't exist no more. They knocked it down. Oh. It was like the biggest projects in Baltimore. But prior to it being a project, it was like really nice. And I thought the pool was in the backyard. Really, the pool was like up the street. You know, it was a community pool. Country club. It was a community pool. You know right. what I'm saying? That we cut the gate and go in during the summertime and have a good time. Mm -hmm. But that's where, that's where, I, um, I lived out there until I was like 16 years old. Um, God bless my mom's soul. She rest in peace. God my mom was- mom. Um, She rest in peace. Because I'm going to be transparent. on. I like to be transparent. My mom was strung out for like 25 years, mm -hmm. right? That shit was frustrating me, frustrating me. And she put me out in my last year of high school. She put me out and I went over West Baltimore. That's how I got over West. When I went over West, you know, I started hanging with some cousins and- you know, he was living a different type of lifestyle that I wasn't really into, but I had no other choice. So I, I'm doing that stuff. I'm doing that stuff. And then a friend of mine that I used to hang with, because my background is choreography and dance. Like, that was the gift God gave me. He's like, you know, you can dance. I'm going to make you be the dancer. And I really ran with it. Like, I, when it comes to dance, I went all the way up to, I worked on the second step up to the dance movie. I helped bring all the dancers and you know, a lot of the people went from Baltimore. So after that situation happened with my um, my mom put me out, I ended up going over West Baltimore because they were the cousins that looked out for me. You know, mm -hmm. you know how you got them cousins that be like, yo, I ain't wear these, I only wore these Tims one time. I got a, I ain't got no scrape on them, you can have them. You know, mm -hmm. I they were the those guys. And when I got over there, it was like a good four-year, five-year run. And then I like I was like, you know what, this ain't for me. And one of my homeboys that was getting ma uh, married, he's like, yo, I need you to um, come get fitted. And he will always, he was one of my guys that would go to the clubs with me on Wednesday nights. And I always wonder why, like, he would come pick us up at like ten o'clock at night. Yeah, on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And I kept wondering, I'm like, yo, why does nigga come at ten all the time? Come to find out, he was going to church. So he was going to church, and then at the church, he'd come pick us up, and we'd go to the Latin Palace on Wednesday nights. Mm. So I'm like, all right, bro. You know what I mean? You, you know what I'm saying? I see you trying to change your life, because this nigga was freak nasty out of all of us, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? So he ended up changing his life, and um, I still was like, yo, you know, you know, you don't want to hear that when they like, yo, you, you know, come to church and all this. I'm like, yo, I'm not living right. I'ma just be real honest. I ain't living right. You know what I'm saying? I'm I was forced into this lifestyle. I ain't living right, but I do want to change. So he like, man, look, just come um get fitted and come pick me up. I'm in the back of the truck. I'm not paying no attention. And we get to this building and I look up and they say, Pastor Tony Smith. And I was like, yo, didn't I tell you not the I told you, yo, I ain't ready to come to no church. Mm -hmm. And he stuttered. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm a um when you finish the church service, you can get measured. So I'm like, all right. I walk in. I sit all the way in the back of the church. And I'm looking at, I'm, I'm sitting in the back. And I'm just, 
I'm mad first and foremost because I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not right, right, being here. In retrospect, now it's like, what is right? But I'm sitting there, I'm listening to the sermon. The pastor, after the sermon was over, immediately he said, Anybody want to come down to the altar car? And I, my spirit just said, Get up. And I got up. I started walking down. They started clapping. Pastor Tony Smith came over to me and started prophesizing. He said, you're a very influential black man. He said, but the people you hang around are very dangerous. He said, I'm not telling you what to do, but you got to make that decision. Shalala, you know, do all the thing, hit me on the face. He asked the minister to come over. He said, stop. He asked him, can you pray with this guy? So he come over, he started praying with me. Now at this point, I'm like, you know what? This is my time to release. Because I wanted to release. I, 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 I didn't want to be doing what I was doing, to be real honest. I, I wanted out of that, but I didn't know how. I always knew it was either college or the military, right? To get out the streets, you know what I'm saying? Or you go play a sport, right? Or you go to jail or die. It's only a couple of ways. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, fuck it, just let it out, Larry. Let it all out. And I'm talking about tears. Pum, pum, pum. I'm down on the ground. You know, man, I'm just tired of living like this. I don't want to live this life no more. I want to change my life. And when I got up off the floor, he said, if you serious about and I'm like, man, I want to go back to school and all this stuff. He said, if you're serious about wanting to go back to school, here's my card. I'm the director of admissions at Morgan State University. Mm. Wow. I was in school that fall. Wow. Wow. I tell that story everywhere, bro. Yeah, bro. See how and God worked? Yo, and got, and got in there, bro. That's dope. Didn't look back. I graduated in five, got a degree in social work, and I've been moving since. I've been out of school, out of Morgan. I graduated from Morgan. Like I literally was out of school for five years and went back to school and graduated. And I've been out of school right now, like 16, 17, college out of 17 years wow. from Morgan State University. So that's a little bit, you know, that's my transition, but I know, I know it's purpose. You know what I'm saying? I know it's, it's a lot of purpose. Um, I'm just blessed to still be standing here, be here talking to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like in your district, it was, I don't know if y'all was here yet though. It was like in 97, and um, I was in a car, one of my friends, and we was about to go to a, um, a studio session. And we was going out Pennsylvania. Yeah, music studio session. We coming on Pennsylvania Avenue. We get to Pennsylvania and Dolphin. Next thing I know, I hear something go, pop, 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 pop. Hmm. Know what that is. The young lady that's in a car driving, it's my guy Manny. Me and him, Greg, go to the studio. There's two kids in the back. One sitting on this side, I'm sitting in the middle, another. All I remember was I kind of I thought I seen something like this come over, like a protecting shield come over me. And in a split second, when I heard the gunshots, the girl got hit. She got out the car. The That's driver? The driver. My hand to the man goggles strike me now. She got out, she got hit. So when she got out, when she got hit, she got out the car. We coming down Pennsylvania Avenue. Like we about to be at Martin Luther King. She get hit, she jump out of the car. Now she leave her kids in the car with her. And the car's well, going the on control. My head to the, I don't know what made me do this. It's just my intuition, my gut. I never did it ever. But something said, Larry, get out the car. And I got out the car. And when I got out the car, the car was going this way. So instead of me following this way, I ran this way to catch my balance. And I ran around the car and jumped in the car. I was about 18 years old at this time. I ran around the car, jumped in the car, got control of the car. I looked over to my guy, and I'm like, yo, you all right? He like, 
I got down to like Martin Luther King and um, Pennsylvania Avenue. He's like, nah. And I looked at him. And I was like, damn. And I couldn't really fan them. Like it was a hospital here, hospital here. And I just went to the um, the Wendy's. And I went to the Wendy's. And I, you know, they usually had an officer there. Officer oh, came okay. out. Yeah. The officer came out. They was like, all right, we're going to call an ambulance. And probably like 15, 20 minutes later, ambulance came. They pulled him out the car. You know, he they tell him, they're like, tell your friend, stay still. I'm sitting there starting to rain and shit. Next thing you know, he just, he straight like this on the stretcher. Then he, you know, he rose up. And boom. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And I remember my mom saying, like, that's people taking their last breath. You know what I mean? And that situation happened. And man, after that situation, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it wasn't me, but just to be in that situation. But I felt... After some years, I felt like, damn, bro, I should get like a purple heart. You know what I mean? I got them kids out of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, them kids didn't get hurt. Ain't nothing happened to those kids. You know? What happened they, to mommy that left? She got hit, right? And when those we got around. With those doors, windshield, how, how was it? Nah, so the bullets came this way. She dropped. the door. So whoever this person was, they came on the side. It was raining outside. The windows all cloudy. You got a red light? They were shooting from your side. They were shooting from. Uh, they were shooting from the passenger side. You was on the passenger side. I was in the middle. He was in the middle. So you got a kid right here, me, a kid. Was that a red light? Yeah, it was. So one, two, three, four, five cars ahead of us. So what ended up happening after a while? We start mostly, you know, everything cooled down. I mean, my my dude wasn't, you know, he he was he lived a different lifestyle. He was targeted. You know, he he lived a different lifestyle. What what he showed me in the daytime, what he showed me in nighttime, what he showed me in the clubs, like. He was that he was that menace, but he loved me, yeah. right? And you know, somebody yeah. seen us when we was trying to go to the 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 studio because yeah. I was out there. We was catching a hack, mm-hmm. and somebody saw us catching a hack, and they followed us. Wow! And they hit him. They pop, pop, pop right. And that's there. the thing about like. Let me just. I hate to get on my high horse, but like the hip hop culture, like you know, everybody in music. I got a, I got a shooter. I got a shooter. Those shooters. That do whatever they do, mm-hmm. and I, again, I don't know what they do. Right, but they say that they shoot people, and obviously they run away. There's nothing like seeing someone take their last breath. Man. You know who gets go? You know who goes home with that? First responders, your your ambo, your your firefighter, and your cop. We see those because you're running away. Right, the guy that did the shooting, right. he's running away. Right. Seeing a human being take their last yeah, breath. Yeah, that is the, I'm telling you that. That is something you never want to see. So, after that happened, but the, 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 I want to say the cool thing, but the ironic part of it was, so, I'm hearing shots, I'm hearing pop, 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 pop. I don't, like, the shots ain't coming in the car no more. What ended up happening, it was all through, it was a police down there on the stakeout in the, in the van. And he basically, he's sitting in his van looking up Pennsylvania, but he can see all this mirror down Pennsylvania. And he's seen the whole entire thing happening. Wow. Pop, 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 pop. Hit him in his arm and leg. Put the suspect down. Put the suspect down. He didn't get away. Straight went to jail. So he stopped him from injuring more Straight, people. Yeah, stopped him from injuring more people, even getting away. Went to jail. They had a court case. Um, I wasn't trying to be involved. I left to go to North Carolina. <laughs> Soon as I got back in the city, they came to my mother's house. You're subpoenaed to go to court. 
And then the next day they said, you know what? You don't have to come to court because he he pleaded guilty. And they gave the dude life plus 40. You know what I'm saying? But Your homeboy died? Yeah, my homeboy died. Man, he rest my in peace. My homeboy died. Yeah, my homeboy definitely died. How about mommy? She lived? Yeah, she lived. The kids wasn't harmed. You know what I mean? But, you know, just those type of things, man. You know, growing up in Baltimore, like I said, I wasn't from here, but I got I, I got a lot of people in this town that really respect me and love me. You know what I'm saying? And they was those type of dudes. But my transition from there is like, you know, I went there. I went to the church. I went to school. And out of that, I ended up going to college, graduating from Morgan with a degree in social work, mining and marketing. And I always been into video and film, you know what I'm saying? So like, when I really got a chance to like breathe again, I'm like, you know what? This is this is what I want to do. So like, 2017, I decided to start my own media company, and basically that's where the whole vision of um, More Than Hype came from. You know what mm. what I'm but, so where did Larry wow. What Up come from? Larry What Up came from um, King Los. I don't know if y'all are familiar with King Los. So. I, I I used to be Paula Campbell's um, choreographer. I was Tim Trees, Rob, Boss Man, Rod Lee, all those guys. I would do their shows. I put their shows together. So, like, while all this stuff is happening on the left, I'm doing this stuff on the right, which balances everything out. You know what I'm saying? It's like beauty and then the... Yeah, it was like the beauty and the beast, right? And King Los was going on tour one day, and he was like, um, actually... He did a show. Actually, Kevin did the show at the Belvedere Hotel. And it was like a drummer, some singers, and Los was rapping and everything. And after the show, I told Baines, I said, yo, we're going to take this on the road. And everybody around the city, they'd be like, Larry, what up? It's just general. Like, it's like, Larry, what up? Like, it's sort of like, what you got going on? What's popping? Right. You know what I mean? Because I'm all, I, you never know. You're all over. I'm all over, but it matter. It comes together, right? Mm-hmm. Los was like, yo, you should you should make your, your Twitter name at the time, Larry What Up. And that's how I got Larry What Up. That was like in 2015. Mm. I came up with the Larry What Up. But people was already saying it. I just stuck with it. That's dope. <laughs> so what's your why now in life? My why is my daughter. You know what I'm saying? I got a beautiful five-year-old daughter. Um, she keep me on my P's and Q's, man. She love everything I do. And um, I don't know, man. I just want to make sure when my time is done here on this earth that I provide enough things that she need to keep her going. You know what I'm saying? That's what's up. Yeah. So what that is, uh, is the acting thing still? You still want to do that? Is it producing? Like, what you got going on? Bro, I, I feel like, I feel like, over some years, I've put my talents and my gifts like in a box and just put them on the shelf. And I feel like in the last couple of years, I've been able to just like start bringing those things back out. You, you'd be surprised how a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. I don't know if it was after the pandemic, but okay. like, a lot of people are like, you know what? I'm going yeah. to do what like I'm supposed to what be I'm doing. What I'm supposed to be doing. Like, so it, for me, it's just more so like, Whatever, not whatever I'm called on, whatever my spirits, whatever my spirits say go with. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been doing a whole, whole lot of hosting. I just did um, the Under Armour's Town Hall meeting. I did um, CIAA Invitation. I just did Downtown Partnership, um, Candyland. I've been doing um, all the waterfronts the whole entire summer. So, like, 
I've been back on the mic. So when I was out on the road with King Los, I was his hype man. But when I got off tour, I decided, I said, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. And, you know, most guys would have went and got a job in a club or just, I came back and started my marketing company. I wasn't really, I said, you know what? I ain't doing hyping right now. And I just wanted to start my marketing company. Now all of it is starting to add up. You know what I'm saying? Everything is adding up. It's meeting where it's supposed to meet. But That's beautiful. I'm, I just want to keep pushing, man, being an example and a motivation to the people. You know what I'm saying? Like, How I do they up, find you? Grew up without a father figure. Grew up with a mom struggling on drugs. If, if you was to tell anybody I'm who I am and what I've accomplished, people probably wouldn't believe it. But I always believed in myself, and that's why I kept pushing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. How do they find you? Y'all can catch me on Facebook at Larry Cottle. That's L-A-R-O-Y-C-A-U-D-L-E. Or you can catch me on all social medias. It's Larry underscore what up. And um, you can catch me on the website, T-H-E-B-R-A-E-A-K media.com. Yep. So what you got coming up in the future that so the world I'm, should know about? Whoa, I want the world to know that I have this dope project coming out called More Than Hype. It's um, What is it about? It's a film about Baltimore's music scene and culture. It dates back three generations, all the way back to like 1993. And I covered three generations of uh, music, culture, and a scene in Baltimore. I got, a lot, I got some heavy hitters in here, you know what I mean? One of my one of my OGs in here, your your bro, Boo Man, you feel me? Rod Lee, Sean Caesar, Kevin Lyles, Makiba Riddick. Um, Kevin Lyles? Yeah, Kevin Lyles is in the film. Wow. I show y'all. I'm a, I'm a, I will play y'all the the first one of the first songs. Is he Kevin from Baltimore? Yeah, yeah, Kevin from Baltimore. Yeah, got a young lady club named... song too. He be trying to duck it, but I got it. <laughs> oh, you do? Oh, I need yeah, that. Yes, yeah, sir. I remember so, all them dudes when they used oh, to come around. Oh my goodness! So you talking about um? I'm I'm drinking this wine. It got my mind a little. Uh, hold up, New Marks, right? New Marks, New Marks, right? So New Marks is Kevin, and like three other guys. But um, that's like my prime um, project right now. Like I plan on uh, I did a screening in October at Morgan State University. Had about two hundred, three hundred people come out. Nice. Um, private screening. I'm I'm planning to do a VIP private screening sometime in January. After I do that, I'm heading to the film festivals. You know what I'm saying? So like, this is something where I'm really, really get great get out there and like start pushing it because these stories that I got, a lot of these stories were never told. You know what I'm saying? Like they put it like this: when I called these people, it was like, "What you trying to do?" Because I was always that person. I wasn't the person that was taken from them. Like a lot of these people were sitting. They you know, I am gonna get a job. I'm gonna do this, and I got back. I came in their lives and re-energized and reignited that thing they had, right? So a lot of them back into making music, back into producing, back into what they done, and it's just a blessing, man, to be able to do that. But it's 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 a it's a big task. But um, I've been working on the film for like six years now. It's when been you, about six years. When do you estimate a drop? So it won't be a a drop date. Like I said, we're gonna be going straight to the festival. Okay. Once I do this last screening, mm -hmm. straight festivals. If if I do any drops before the pre-screening, I'll get eliminated from the festivals. Mm. So you know, it's a lot of stuff. But there's rules. There's rules to that shit. Yeah, I can't. I can't even. If I like, yo, I want to sell it to to the local people, and I put up my own leak. Nope, you get a disqualified. I'll go to the film festival. Going straight to the film festival. 
That's so dope. Working on, you know, There's something sexy about Film Factory. I can't wait, man. That's gonna be dope. I can't wait. So and you get to travel out there and do all that. I can't wait. I'm putting. The, if you need security, holla. Oh, you already know, dog. Uh, yeah. You already know, Dre. I already know. You feel me? But so, my concept with so more than hype. Basically, I got a little bit. Of, I want to go um, the older generation. My generation and then the generation we in right now. If y'all paying attention to the music scene, everybody is on Baltimore right now, right? I just told you I've been working on this for five years. I've been working on this to the point where people didn't believe me. You know what I'm saying? They're like, yo, ain't nobody worrying about that. So like I got stuff in this film where people are like people are saying, like, I'm I'm saying to one of the guys, like uh Scotty B, I'm like, yo, Baltimore Clubs go mainstream. You're like, nah, it's gonna stay underground. 12 years later, we're mainstream. I prophesize this. I said it. You know what I'm saying? I'm in the lab telling these people. You know what I mean? Like, I got um Kanye West in this film. Yeah, Kanye and DJ Class in the studio recording the remix to I'm the Ish. I got it in the film. You know what I'm saying? Like, K-Swift. I got footage from K-Swift. K-Swift, wow. Film. You know what I mean? So when I did the screening, man, I had people coming up to me crying. You know what I'm saying? They were crying and telling me, like, yo, this is real powerful what you got going on right here. Like, you really was able to pull a piece and put together a piece of people that transition from different generations and it tells a story. It's just not like you putting stuff together. It's actually a story. Hmm. I mean, Frank Ski, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's dope. I got, hey, bro, I got, you already know. It's hey, bro, hard to I put got the homies in, bro. Yeah. So, the young lady I was telling y'all about, Makiba, now she might, she make she probably wrote your your wife's favorite song, you know what I mean? She write for Beyonce, Rihanna, Alicia Keys. She's from West Baltimore. Wow. At one point, she used to be the golden child for Rock Nation. She was wow. the pen. She's from West Baltimore, but mm. people don't know that. People don't know that. That's so dope. You know what I mean? So when, when y'all out here patrolling, y'all doing all this like you're the crime, crime, crime. It's because they is. I feel like when it comes to anything, it's marketing. Don't nobody know that we got Makiba. Don't know a select fruit uh, know we got Frank Ski. It's a select fruit that know yeah. Larry exists. Because guess what? Larry, Larry ain't got no Bentley outside. Larry don't wear bar mains. You know what I'm saying? Larry ain't around this bitch trying to stunt. So y'all ain't coming over to Larry to try to get Larry to do something for y'all because Larry didn't look the part. I mean, people in Baltimore are very modest. Like, we have one of the biggest kingpins in there that nobody knows about. Mm -hmm. It's from Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Baltimore moves a little different. It definitely move a little different, but I, I wouldn't trade it for anything else, man. It's, it's you know, mainly who the man I am. You know what I mean? Like. But let me ask you a question. So what makes it Baltimore music? What is I, the difference between like Baltimore music, the Jersey dance? It's the BPMs. What is the BPM? Beats per minute. So anywhere, our music, Baltimore Club is anywhere between 120, and you correct me, bro, if I'm wrong, 120 to like, like 127. Anything over 130, I would say 130, anything over 135, that's like Philly, Jersey. It's really sped up. You know what I'm saying? So what you hear now. Oh, okay. But even the Baltimore producers is trying to make the club, the Jersey club, because they feel like that's what's most influential right now, Right. So when you hear that stuff, it's, it's 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 like I was telling my brother earlier. I can show you the be more two step, 
off of Before I Let Go. But then I also can show you all, bring in the cats, pop, 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 because it's only speeding up your motion. So it's the same thing with, with the BPMs. If I speed up the way I'm dancing, if I do, if I do a move and it's, but if I go, you know what I'm saying? That's speeding up my the BPMs, and that's basically what club music is. Is you got levels. So when you go from, I think. What they going, they doing in Jersey is every bit of like 135, 140. It's what about Chicago? Fast. That's juke. Mm. That's juke music. But they all brothers of ours. We take, so Baltimore Club, we took Miami, Chicago House, and some uh, Euro. And we infused all that together. You know what I'm saying? So it's the Miami base from Chicago, Euro, and sampling. So it's a unique style. It's a unique style. Ain't nobody ever did it. I mean... His brother got called from Diddy to do the the remix for uh I can't think of find it, bro. It was a thing. What's the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, the joke that everybody's playing right yeah. now. Yeah. Um it was on um last last trainer. Nah, so that beat that everybody playing right now, that's Rod Lee. The the, the DJ that mixed that, that blend that, his name is DJ uh Dizzy. But the producer that made that beat is Rod Lee. Mm -hmm. The same producer that made that's my pain away. All that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah, same yeah. producer. But he never said it. nothing. Mm. So the whole mm -hmm. world, they trending off his music. So what's on your brother did that did he hit you up? No, he did. So he did watch out for the big girl. He did the um he did a remix for one of um Diddy songs. Um It was on last like, Get off me. Yeah. Oh. Get off me. Yeah. That's my shit. And it, but it's all Baltimore Club. So these guys, like Diddy, Jermaine and Pre, all these guys been on the Baltimore Sound. But at the end of the day, Baltimore didn't have a um a system. We didn't have okay. we didn't have like when you go to New York, you know it's Def Jam, right? Right. When you come to Baltimore, who, what what label you think of? Right. No clue. Right. It wasn't no house. It wasn't no staple. You, you ever had I mean? to talk with Kevin Lyles about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't he do that? Well, now it's happening. It's happening now. Yeah, but Kevin. Kevin was in terms of Def Jam forever. Yeah, once he went there, it was. Yeah, but you got. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's level. Well, what I'm just saying. Well, well, bro, not so much. Well, yeah, and then you got to protect your investments. Right. So if 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 I know when I go look on Baltimore at the end of the year, we got 385 murders this year. And if I go invest in Dre, and I know Dre be outside with Lil Pookie, Andre, and all those other niggas, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. I can't put five hundred thousand dollars into you, and you can go right back outside on the block. I can't do that. Well, it depends. Nah, bro, that doesn't depend. That's why a it's lot. Been, of, it's it's been done. Yeah, and then then it's and it's been broken. That's why think about anybody from Baltimore. They ain't been successful. Even Los, he ain't successful. He make money, but that's not success. Success is doing what you wanted to do. He wanted to be a famous rapper and make money off of it. He's a famous rapper, but he ain't making money off of it. He's not successful. He wanted to do the things he do. That's not being successful. Well, I think it's on the mindset of that individual. I don't know, man. I just feel like... Because you can't let where you live deter you from your objective. I, if you're going to stay focused on that in, objective and be driven, then you eliminate where you live to get the result that you want. A lot of people don't because they don't have the right support system to fly them to that mission. 
Right. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't just say that. That's based off the individual and what they perceive and what they want in their life. Yeah, but the, at the end of the day, we got to protect our investments. If I know, if, if if I came in here right now and you said, you know what, Larry, you can be involved in what I got going on here. And I come in and say, yo, we're going to put some money to the table. And then three weeks later, you see me over wall bashing, such and such, hanging out on a, on a corner. You're like, yo, we, we we doing business. It's the yeah. same day with the industry. The industry ain't going to give you $500,000 to send you back to Baltimore to be on Pennsylvania and gold. Right. No, it, it, my point exactly. So that's the that's biggest. That's my point exactly. That's the problem. So it's easy to hit the boroughs, hit LI, hit you know what I mean. Hit, yeah. hit everywhere and just be like, I'm not going to invest in a Baltimore artist if I can. If, if I can if go, I'm Kevin. Because if, if, if I can go, Kevin, Kevin to entrench everybody. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, why wouldn't why wouldn't he bring that back? Because the same thing. Easy. It's it too, too easy. Well, to, to me, I'm I'm looking at it from a standpoint. Not of, then. Right, you talking about now? You know what I'm saying now. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 he, yeah, I mean, yeah. I get Def Jam. It's different. It's a powerhouse. So, the but movement. to now though, moving forward, so, like once you made everything in New York, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's just a conversation. I'm curious yeah, but big uh, like, So, but think about this: Would you come back where there's no system? You can set that system. Nah, you don't have time to set the system with all with all the no, experience. No, we, it, we don't have time. He don't. He okay. don't have time yeah. to set the example. And well, that's, well, he, that, yeah, he got to put somebody that's in place. That's a good question to inquire about. We got to right. step up. That's a good they investigation. They yeah, we got to step up. They don't do R&D no more. We, yeah. but, the, but at the end of the day, well, we got to do it. And then we got to get the support from him. I'm going to give you a prime example. Probably like 2017, I, I was like, you know what? Yo, I want people to take me serious. I need my own workspace. I need my own office. And man, Beans, we decided to get a, a, a 400... 30 square feet space, right? And I stayed in there for 10 months. And I'm like, we knocking out. We doing video shoots, videos, photography. We had a little small studio in there. And then in 10 months, because of the owners, they were white. They felt like we were bringing too much energy. Because I ain't going to say noise, too much energy. When I was ready to go pay the bill, they told me they didn't want me to renegotiate the contract. So I had to, in a split second, I had to figure out what we had to do. I found another spot off of Craigslist. Well, I'm currently at right now today, right? I jumped out there myself and then the support came, right? I jumped out there and said, you know what? Damn, these wings do work. And then the support came, the unruly, the DTLR, Baltimore City. But bro, there's no structure. There's no structure. There's no structure to say, Kevin, come back and support, right? Mm. If Kevin come back here, Kevin don't have time to support. To, to build the structure, he can say, you know what? I can support the structure. You want plug and play. Yeah, we got to, the guys are still boots on the ground. We got to create the structure. And that's what we've been doing. That's what I've been doing. I've been part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, big shout to Riley and Sean Caesar because this is the first time they all might hear this on air, but I'm, I've am i bought the conglomerates together. So Club Kings, Unruly Records, we're about to start what we're calling 1303 Radio. The home of club classics. Okay? You heard it first here on Silverback Pod. Amazing. Wow. Wow, thank That's you. Dope. Thank you for that honor. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, what he said was, yo, wow. put together two... He put together two boroughs that just don't, like... Y'all know this from police. He put together right? the Bronx and Brooklyn. Right, you see what I'm saying? Yes. To like, make history. Uh, to make been, history. Listen, y'all yeah. been Eastside cops. Y'all know how this has been over East saying like, right. no, nobody go over West. You don't know what's going on. That's how, like, you, that's what That's what he did. I bought them. Because they just don't rock. They, they don't, don't rock. They don't rock. And they understand that, like, yo, we got to get out of our way. 
right? Yeah. What are we gonna do? We're gonna sit here and let Tiesto make fifty million this year. We're gonna let um, Diplo make twenty five million this year. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna keep yeah. complaining online saying that these niggas are still in our music because they no yeah. We're going to get in line and we're going to do what we're saying they, they stole your music, you saying? That's not that that's they stole it. That's a whole nother topic. I, oh. Hey, listen. It's like how he do. I'll say it, speaking up for DJ Boo Man. Speak up. And Jimmy Jones, rest in peace, because I was there with them. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Stole the music, point blank and period. I'll yeah. put it out there because I was in the studio with them. And there's a whole nother, you know what I mean, we'll talk offline. And it's, it's a respect to it. Shout out it to is. him. Yeah. But like he said, because there's no structure here. It's easy. It really ain't stolen if they like. Let me let me borrow that real. Cause you don't realize. Cause guess what? Cause 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 you don't cause you don't believe in it. You don't believe in it. Right. It's like y'all know if somebody if somebody stole something from the LI, somebody stole something from the Bronx, somebody gonna come now, knock on the door. So dog, where that check? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna just. Ain't no system. I'm not just giving it away like that, man. Like if it was me that had the music. Oh, I'm not giving y'all that music just yeah. like that. Okay, right. how cool you are, right? Because it's worth that. It's gold. Yeah. But it was guys that had all that music and they were saying, oh, yo, thank you for having me along. Here's my whole yeah. roll it. Here's my whole drive of all my records and every club producer record in the world that came from Baltimore. And now they get your records. Mm-hmm. And now they make you a problem. Mm-hmm. They say, you're a problem. We can't have you around because they got your records now. Mm-hmm. And now they making twenty and fifty million a year off our mm-hmm. sound, and I, I I don't know a Baltimore producer that made fifty million or even a million. Facts. You talking about these dudes that's making fifty and twenty five million, and they playing the same music at these festivals mm. a year? Mm-hmm. I think I think Yo, the other day are mad. did did you not like the other day? Not the other day, but like a while ago. And I don't know. Just clarify, like Drake took a sound that was from Baltimore. Listen, that dude Gordo. Not took or like you right, know, so, sampled or whatever it may be. So right? Gordo. How about we word this correctly before we dive into anything about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I'm just so saying. It wasn't, so Don't Drake sound. So so Drake's sound was more of uh like a house. So it's Chicago, it's yeah. old school Baltimore and house. that. But from from what he's saying is literal, so picture somebody taking your voice. So there are vocals that you can hear rah, rah. some of these DJs. When they do that, so if you hear that, ha, 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 that's Baltimore type. Of, that's if somebody had, singing that. So no one's so if ever I had done y'all that. in the back, no, no. So if, if you I, had, so, 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 like, um, H will say, "Yo, what's up?" Blah blah blah. This, that, and the fourth. You hear his voice in the background. Somebody samples his voice. They're like, "Yo, I want to make that as a club beat." And then somebody makes fifty million off of his voice every time it drops. And you hear the club going. Ah, yeah, yeah, and they like, yeah, da, 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 da. you like, it's H's voice. So you didn't get a dollar off of that. That record you with, didn't come back. So I don't know if you listen to you listen to Drake straight, right? You he heard he's a phenomenal artist. Oh, yeah, you. So you heard the song on there, like, um, what, 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 what? That's a Baltimore artist. Her name Ra Ra. He took those samples, Gordo, because we ain't gonna say Drake. He took her what? Because when you think about Baltimore Club, you Google it, Ra Ra will come up, Blackstar will come up. Broad Lee will come up. You know what I'm saying? DJ Class will come up. Rob Ra's what? They use that a lot. But Blackstar created that with her, right? He gave the music to Diplo. He gave it to Diplo. He was signed to Diplo. So guess what Diplo did? He extorted it. 
he gave it to everybody else. And now all his white DJs and white friends, they can play the music because you got to look at it like this. Initially with music, right? You the shit if you got a record ain't nobody got. Mm-hmm. And that's how the Baltimore Club mm-hmm. shit was. These these guys will make the music in a studio similar to this and say like, you know what? Yo, I'm going to go down to club tonight and test this record. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And But if you, ain't, if you don't know those guys and you ain't in the system, you ain't got the record. And then if you did get the record, that record might be $100. You might got to pay $200 for two of those records because that record got six records on it. Yeah. Now I remember people... Cleaning in the fuck up. People, that's why you sound like there's no organization on the side. Organization. It was yeah. a hustle. Yeah. So, I mean, it was yeah. a hustle. In the 90s, I remember people get mad at that. getting cracked. Mm-hmm. But coming over, if 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 you had my records and you playing them and you recorded it somehow or you and stole you ain't the record, buy from me, oh it's more. yeah, it's people more. was coming up in people, people was coming up in people record stores. Mm-hmm. So it was like over club, yo, it was it was very because it had that hip hop element to it, yeah, and people were very personal about it. So West Side had they sound, mm-hmm. East Side had they sound. And it would come together at the clubs downtown, yep. but you can't like like he said you can't. St- so there's history behind it, and I'm just glad that it's getting to a point where Baltimore's finally coming together because yeah. that's where that beef. That's why people were able to steal it because yep, we people together. were so personal mm-hmm. about their sound. They was it niggas was would not let it go. Niggas was so coming personal. From each yeah. So like my perfect. brother and them, they tell you they made fight records. Oh yeah, they made fight. That's, yes, they they wanted the club to go crazy. Yeah. All right. So where do you see this? Moving forward, going um, like right now, like like any other city that got a chance to be on, you know. What's lane. the energy right now and the structure that's being implemented in Baltimore? Oh, it's for lovely. This thing to go out. It's lovely and like, be what it's supposed to be. See, so for me, um, big shout out to TT Dark City Beneath the Beat. Like for me, like I feel like I'm only a chapter in this story, right? It's guys before me. I only went back to 93. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's 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 groups and artists before me. But hopefully I can inspire the next filmmaker, the next producer, to create a story to keep this thing going on. Like, we we early in the game. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, we real early in the game. But at the end of the day, I know I'm one of those, um, those guys that's going to keep it going. I mean, I've motivated a lot of people to do some things after they've seen this film. Mm. I just want to keep men able to be able to tell stories from Baltimore, like organic stories from Baltimore, not allowing um, outsiders to come in and like dictate what it is, right? Yeah. That's good, bro. I think, I think that's it. That's what I want. So, bro, any shout outs you want to give out before we wrap this thing up? Um, shoot, man. Shout out to my biggest fan, my daughter, LaRiah. You know what I mean? Shout out to Lil Mama. Shout out to my girl, Sade, Perfectly Lit Candle Coat. Shout out to my brother, K.I. Beans Electric. Uh, shout out to my whole team, uh, Ruli, The Break Media, Rodley, the whole crew, uh, Boo Man, Paula, everybody that, listen, everybody that's a part of the More Than Hype doc. Listen, thank y'all. You know what I'm saying? Thank y'all so much for being a part of it. Thanks for coming out. Bro. Yeah, thank y'all. Thank y'all. Appreciate it. Dre, peace and love, my brother. Triple C. Blessed are the peacemakers. All right, my peoples. Another phenomenal episode. I want to thank my brother Larry what up for coming through. Telling the world about the history of Baltimore and the music, the culture. And appreciate him for giving his personal experiences on life and where he came from. Because that's huge in growth. That's huge in what we're trying to do. Especially with people. Everybody goes through it. But your mentality means everything. 
What's your why in life? And what are you going to put online to change that perspective? Just because you're born and raised somewhere doesn't mean you have to live and do the same things some people do. So we appreciate you. We love you. Keep tuning in. Tell a friend to tell a friend. All right? Keep squares out your circle. We love y'all. Be safe. Peace. Peace. on the Silverback Chronicles podcasts are those of the hosts, producers, and or the guest appearing on the program. They do not reflect the views and opinions of the federal, state, or local government. This includes but not exclusive to the Department of Defense, Homeland, and the Baltimore City Police Department. The Silverback Chronicles podcast with Dre, Big H, and Triple C. Hit the subscribe button, like and comment.